Hello all and uh, welcome to Xbox World 360's podcast. Um, I think we're up to number 16 now. Um, so I guess we better introduce ourselves uh, in lieu of Tim being away at the moment. He's lucky he gets in Africa, um, sending himself and doing lots of family stuff, chasing Springbok down and playing cricket and that kind of stuff, I guess. So um, I'm Rob Taylor, I'm the Deputy Ed. Uh, I'm Mike, I'm a staff writer. Uh, I'm Matthew, I'm the other staff writer. So, where do we usually start from? What are we playing this week? What, what have we, we been playing? What we normally do is we have a big, a big puff and a sigh and we tell people there's nothing really of interest on this particular podcast. And then, and then we knock it out of the park again and again and again. Well, we can't really better what we were talking about just before we came on air with the Fantastic no, Four no, and we uh, can't, we Reed Richards' incredible stretchy limbs no, and stuff. No, we can't. His limbs, yeah. But that's, that's all part of a question, so we'll come to that maybe a little bit <laughs> yes, later on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and your questions, readers. <laughs> we're, what we're not going to talk about is GTA for the most part. Nothing. I mean, every, everyone's just just burning the candle now. It's, it's, it's down, it's gone. GTA has uh, been done to death by everybody, so just you know, just get home and just enjoy it. It's uh, spoiler city in the office at the moment. I can see some people like Matt who haven't quite finished it or Ed Hoodie who's still quite, you know, quite yeah, not far yeah. into it, like literally running around screaming with their hands over their ears. Yeah, yeah I, I had my weekend set aside to play it and then I ended up getting freelance and basically had no time to play it at all. So, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, Mike's spot on. There's no point talking about it. We'll just be wasting your own time there's no point you listening to us talking about GTA when you could be playing GTA. So, um, fair enough. Okay, but, let's move on. I mean, you were the first man to finish it, but the first journey to finish it. First journey to finish I finished it, it now, and we've been chatting about it. So I anyway. finished it again. Yeah, you finished it again. So, <laughs> but did, did you not find like the second time you played through it was kind of, you didn't really feel the impetus to, you know, really get get deep into it again it's i don't think i don't think we're talking about it now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think, um, it had quite the branching potential that I thought it had, yeah. you know, the kind of those live or die moral moments didn't quite affect the game as much as I, I, I perhaps imagined they would. Um, saying that, I mean, the story doesn't lose any of its kind of bite the second time no. around. It's still masterfully constructed. Again, it's like your review score, I think, reflected not just like how much fun you had with the game, but you know, the, the level of technical mastery, the quality of the writing, the quality of the characters, and how how well they've nailed every different thing i think is a, a, a absolutely and, and maybe that informed my score more than even the, the fun i had playing yeah. the game and I, it harks back to what we talked about on, on past podcasts about the quality of narrative and whether games can match films and i think it's really really ironic because <clears throat> gta gets all the bad press because of its violence but it's actually pushed the pushed the boundaries in terms of you know the, the way it's it's been constructed well, a lot of people it? have been saying this week you know it's pretty much scotland's finest export these days we're one of britain's finest exports absolutely it's, it's a great british invention and we yeah. should all be very proud of it we should be and now it stops and now it's off the table but the reason i wanted to say is like you know that how your score reflects if as much as much as the fun the technical mastery is that this week I've, I've sat down and I've played two games which I had more fun with than mm -hmm. GTA. I mean, I, every, I think people, anyone who regularly <clears> listens <throat> to the podcast will know I'm not a huge GTA fan, but I do respect, I appreciate and I always have fun with it. But I was always a mercenaries man back in the day. I really liked mercenaries. I liked the mechanic of, you know, get, like, blasting your way through a village, demolishing everything, blowing the place up, grabbing one guy, slinging him over your shoulder, driving him out of the village, calling in a helicopter getting out of there it was that, was, that I just really gripped me and I played as as, uh, as promised Mercenaries 2 at, um, at EA's event you've been at a big EA event then Mike yeah been, went to the big EA event we um, we mentioned it on the last podcast which you weren't here for right sorry on one of your many jaunts continuity error mm. <laughs> um, yeah I, I said we'd talk about it and sure enough like everything we expected to be there was there the one thing which is absent was Mirror's Edge which we'll mention later because a new trailer just popped up on the internet and it is fabulous the tr I mean that game 
if it if it plays as good as it looks, it's going to be a great game. Mm. But um, as I say, that wasn't there. We're going to be playing that, I think, later this month or possibly early next month. So I'm looking forward to that. And that's another little tease for the future. But looking back, what I've just come in, come back from playing is Mercenaries 2 and a few other things which I'll get to. Mercenaries 2 is this... Um, I had more fun with it than I said. Like an inst- instant fun than I had with GTA. I think um, GTA, the, the beauty of it is that it's... Uh, it's so good at that, that that crime kind of world, but a lot of other games have you know taken what GTA does and then specialized in different areas. They haven't they haven't said okay we're going to try and build this like this narrative the way they have. We're not saying oh yeah you're going to build you know a, a breathing city the way they have. Matt and I were talking about Saints Row two in this respect because yeah um, I was saying that you know the kind of people that play GTA just for the destruction might actually prefer Saints Row 2, hmm. as balmy as that seems. Yeah, no, you came up with a great point, because straight be, away you can probably get a rocket launcher, just start blasting just it. Just yeah. from, from minute one, whereas in GTA, it takes about an hour before you even pick up a pistol, yeah. you know? It's interesting that I was chatting to a guy at Rockstar, and he said that most of the GTA demographic don't actually play the missions, which I found incredible. Quite really strange. Which I imagine might put a lot of people off, say, GTA 4, coming back to it again, yeah. just because, like you said, you can't yeah. access that kind of heavy-grade weaponry unless you've got you get the RPG substantial until the final third of the player. game, you know? Exactly. It's, it's, it's a long you can't way. even buy it. Although, I mean, of course, the cheats were released on day one, you know, That's so you, you can just cheat your way to all the That's good true. firepower. But yeah, a mercenary, you don't need to cheat your way to anything because it's all there. You uh, you place a, you place a call in for support. Seconds later, a helicopter flies overhead, and you've got yourself a tank, and you can just roll through every. It's, it's anyone here who's played mercenaries will will know it, and they've retained all the things that were good about mercenaries. They've still got those missions where you have to extract guys. You can kill them and photograph them to get the reward, or you can extract them on helicopter and get them locked up in jail for an even bigger reward. Still got that. It's still got the helicopters with winches, so you can dangle the winch down, pick up a helicopter, fly up high, whirl it around I a few that. times, and just launch mm-hmm. the, the car. And now, because it's the helico- some of the helicopters are so big and so powerful, there's pretty much no limit to what you can't lift. Is it looking like, pretty now? Because it's last looking... year when I saw it, I was a little bit disappointed, but then since then they seem to have added a lot of like, I mean, depth of field. It would be wrong for us to say that we were concerned, but it's a game that's been put back and put yeah. back and put back. Yeah. I mean, is it coming together at last? It's or? a great-looking game, yeah. Make no mistake, it's a great-looking game. And, you know, the level of damage is... Mm. insane mm. it's just absolutely insane it, it's like there's like napalm runs looked amazing when you just see all, all the just, trees burning and the forest yeah, on fire I mean, and stuff. just was, beautiful there, there was one section where we were um where i landed a helicopter onto an oil rig and then called in an airstrike on it just called an airstrike on the oil rig i was standing on and sh- and the whole thing just rattles and buckles and you, f- you see the whole thing just drop and it stops and uh the, the developer the guy i was chatting to he sat sitting there and he said uh so that's going to go in a minute. It's going <laughs> to go in a minute. And this thing is so huge. I mean, to run across it would take you like two minutes or mm. so. And then all of a sudden it begins to list, like just like tilt nice. sideways and just starts heading into the ocean and it hits the water and like, you know, and you're, and you're there and you could just, and you can call in a boat and then ride off on that. There's almost no limit to the level of the destruction you can cause. And the very first mission in the game actually is um, instantly begins paying homage to like action movies the guys love. It's that kind of game, you know. It's a game where it's like these guys have sat down and they've watched a bunch of stupid action movies and just said, that's good, we'll do that. Oh, that's good, we'll do that. See, this is interesting what you're saying about destruction because I've been off to see... I've seen Red Faction Guerrilla oh, twice now. Red Faction again. Oh, I, haven't even, I haven't even begun <laughs> to start talking about Mercenaries 2. I'm going to talk about goddamn no, Red I've, Faction. I've just took out the destruction of Mercs 2. Oh. I've seen it twice now and both times the guys have been... 
would say they've been talking smack about Mercs too, but they're saying, yeah. you know, the just destruction in Mercs too really can't even compare to what they've got in Red Faction Gorilla. I thought you said there was no Geomod thing. There's no Geomod, there's no landscape destruction, but it's all about building right, destruction. Okay. But bear in mind, that what they're talking about is like the skyscrapers and mercenaries. They're saying in mercenaries, you destroy a skyscraper, it goes from a, a, a solid state to a destroyed state. Mm. Yeah. And that's true, that's what it does. It swaps it around. And it's not even persistent. Eventually, they will respawn. If you right. wait, not until you turn the game off. When you turn it on, it'll still be there. And that's basically to stop you from leveling the entire world and having nothing to do. Yeah. Um, but there are buildings that are built entirely of physics objects. You okay. know, like Crisis or something, where you come to a shack and the entire thing can be de- can be demolished. Yeah. Case in point, what I was getting to was this miss action sequence. They just lock, stock, and barrel ripped from um, Bad Boys Two. Mm. The bit where they're going through the um, the drug cabins at the end. Just going through it in a Hummer, just ploughing down the hill mm. at full speed, just tearing through these places. And that's in there. That's mission one in Mercenaries, which sort of, you know, sets the scene. If that's mission one, what's going to be the final mission? Mm. It's like they're setting it right from the minute one. You're going to dis- everything in this game you will destroy. And that appeals to me, man. That's, that's a fun thing. You're all, you've always got the tools for the job. And again, if you've played the first Mercenaries, you know what to expect. But the tone's been really changed. Uh, and anyone who's seen the trailers will know this. It's much lighter the first game was really somber really very dark uh it's like this ridiculous sense of humor because you had guys like you know matthias who's voiced by the brilliant peter stormare who was in bad boys too mm. um and he's like a you know very humorous character but now it's, it's it's an even sillier thing i mean the game is based rather than like it's ripped from the headlines thing where it was uh the first game was, you know, you, you go to like North Korea and it's, you're, you're it's hunting, down, around, hunting it? down a deck of 52. Now it's a much more light-hearted theme in many ways. I mean... Did you listen to the music? It's great. Music is yeah, great, yeah. yeah. The sort of samba-y style. At, at the end of the first mission, you get betrayed by this guy who the very next day leads a coup and takes over the country. Uh, and you decide to go out after him for revenge this time. So it's not like you're not just there paid to do a job. You're actually, you're actually out for revenge. And you're out for revenge because the guy shot you in the ass when you were escaping. It's that kind of game, you mm. know. And this time the three mercenaries will interact with one another and you'll interact with the, um, the Australian girl who gives you your missions. Uh, and, you know, you basically build your own, like, you know, little mercenary company. Again, that's something we all know about. But uh, the, sh- the shift in theme is a really dramatic one. It's, it's something I almost miss. But when you see the game in motion, which you have, it's mm. like, there's no way they could have gone with a serious theme on this game. Do you not think it's going to get a little bit of identity confusion with, say, something like Just Cause 2, which is, again, got a very similar kind of tropical setting? I think uh, I think Green and Leafy is the new grey and grimy. Yeah. I, I prefer think... Green and Leafy, to be honest. I do too. Yeah. And I think... Um, I don't think there'll be too much of a problem with that. And I, it also is differenti- it differentiates itself enough from GTA and the like. Yeah. It has nothing to worry about there either. Yeah. It's something... Very different. You, you're not going to have to worry about sitting there thinking, well, I've already got GTA on my shelf. I don't need another game. Like, like you don't need perhaps Saints Row if you've already got GTA. Mm. But I can fully say you you need Mercenaries if you've already got GTA. This is a good game. That's good stuff. So what else did you see? Um, at the risk of going on at ridiculous length again, uh, Left for Dead, which is my tip for the game of the year. Mm. I sat and played it for only two of that two hours, played two campaigns. There's four in the final game. Mm. Um, it's certainly the online game of the year. In I, I don't think it's going to be threatened. I think a lot of PC magazines going to be very eager to offer it the the game, the PC game of the year thing. I think console magazines are going to be more reticent to do. I so. think in terms of when you when you um in, of, of hype and knowing that a developer is going to provide something mm. totally different, totally innovative, like Valve, very hard to beat. And you know, as soon as as soon as you know they've got some kind of involvement with the project, yeah, yeah. it's like really like. 
hairs on the back of the neck stand up. No like, question, no, but it's received amazing. kind of very little hype. It's, um, it's I think game, it has from a PC point of view. From a PC right? point, but mm. not from a console point. And it kind of works because I played the PC version and it's a great, great game. Um, as I say, we played two campaigns, which is essentially half the game. But remember that every single time you play, it's a different game. Mm. It's one time we turned up at this cabin in the woods, um, rushed on in and collected a load of stuff, walked out, got into the open. We're just besieged by hundreds of them. So we back up into the cabin. We're blasting holes in the doors to fire outwards. We're firing from the windows. We're climbing in the windows, attacking us there. Next time we do it, none of that happens. Mm. And like you never know what you're going to get. The levels are always the same. The world's always the same. But the things you encounter are always different. And I say we saw evidence of that, just, just playing it twice. But um, and we essentially played half the game. And that's what they've got up and running. I mean, what we played on PC. And it does concern me because it's a fast game. A very mm. fast game. And obviously, Valve are really very good at bringing PC games to the 360. A lot of people said, or to consoles in general, a lot of people said that Half-Life would never work on the Xbox. Half-Life 2, rather. And it was incredible, technically and control-wise. It worked brilliantly, and they did the same thing with Portal and you know another game which probably shouldn't work on a console, but it does very mm. well. So if anyone can do it, Valve can. Mm. Um, but they'll only do it on 360. They've come out this week saying they're not PS3 developers. Yeah, G Gabe Newell's um, tirade against the PS3 which was a bit strange mm. a couple of months well ago, known, lingers yeah. in the memory. Well reported. But um, I mean, I was chatting to Doug Lombardi at the event, who um, he's like a really outspoken guy. Mm. He was, I said to him, I said, you know, why is there no PS3 version? He said, well, it, it breaks down to, so, you know, we're, con we're new to the console scene and we want to get really good at developing for one console. We don't want to be like spreading ourselves thin. Uh, at the same time, they're based four miles from Microsoft. <coughs> if they need support from Microsoft, all they got to do is take us a little stroll so, down the road. So they didn't it was a very diplomatic response, basically. So they didn't want to contract out the development to well, uh, EA again. No, I mean I think that's a possibility. Yeah, Half -Life. that is a possibility. They did they, they did mention that um, with Half Life, he said you know it's an established brand. You know it's going to sell. Mm. So getting getting some guys on to you know do a to do the PS3 port was an easy job. Uh, with a harder sell with Left 4 Dead. With, uh, it's a hard, with an unproven brand, Left 4 Dead, it's a harder sell. It's, you know, it's a co-op only game. And make mm. no mistake, this is a co-op only game. Mm. You can play with bots, but it's all about the game, if anything. You know, like when you play Counter-Strike or any decent online shooter, you finish the game, you're in the lobby, and you're like, oh man, what, what about that part where you had the bomb and you were running across the field and I was sniping that guy behind you? And you tell stories like, oh, about the part where I was lying in the grass and the guy walked by and he didn't see me. And I start, and you know, it's your stories like that. Mm. And they're trying to get bring that to the game, like to uh, what is, should be essentially a single player experience. They're trying to make it so that every game you play, you leave with stories like that. So it's a very important game for the 360. I mean, obviously there have been sort of multiplayer only games and stuff, but this could be the one that really. And kind of people have played co-op games before. People played Gears of War. They played Halo. But then they had very strong single-player components. Single you see what I mean? But this is it very much and you what need they, to play and again, in, in what, like, what Evolve are really hammering is they want to do for co-op games what Counter-Strike did for multiplayer. multiplayer. If you look at the world before Counter-Strike, like 1998, the games which ruled were like Quake and Unreal. And these games where it was basically straight deathmatch. Even if it was free-for-all or team, it was straight deathmatch. Kill or be killed. Mm. And Counter-Strike came along, and Counter-Strike is still the most played online game in, in the world, apparently. Mm. And if you look at like Team Fortress and Counter-Strike and all these games, they had objectives. More and World of Warcraft. Well, I guess that might be. Yeah, but you mean shooter. Shooter, yeah. yeah. Sorry. I, 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 I doubt World of... What? I would say Counter-Strike 
I, I think Counter Strike still probably is still, I mean, right up there. It's got to be. I mean, I know uh, World of Warcraft has something like 10 million subscribers or something. How many people regularly play? I'm not sure. Mm. But well, I mean, that's, those those stats aren't out there, so mm. I wouldn't even like to speculate. But Valve are making the claim that yeah. that Counter Strike is the biggest online shooter, and it certainly was back then. Like, I have no doubt that it is now. I mean, Team Fortress gives it Team Fortress Two gives it a run for its money. That's mm. huge as well. Mm. But what these games share a common theme, which is they're objective based. And on consoles, Deathmatch does still kind of run the ro run the, mm. the, the roost. You know, if you go to um, if you play a game of COD Four. Uh, and you play as I do on the hardcore mode and objective, you'll encounter the same people several times in one night, which suggests to me there's probably at most maybe 500 to 1,000 people playing that mode. And online at any given time, there'll be like 150, 150,000, 200,000 people. So it's not very popular, but you can play on the PC, those servers are round. Mm. And you can play any mode you want, I understand, as I understand it, in, in hardcore mode. So because those that's that audience is really strong on the PC, and it's thanks to Counter Strike that that audience is strong. It's like people want to play these horrible games, and they want to play. It's really punishing. It's almost punishing, you know. You play, uh, you play Counter Strike, and you're dead in you're potentially dead in ten seconds, and you have to sit and wait for the clock to run out before you can come back in. And they wanted to bring that to cult games. They wanted to bring a game which completely changes the way people play cult games. Hmm. Uh, so you have that kind of hardcore well, experience. I'm sure the zombie flavouring will give them an edge in terms of, you know, everyone seems to like their zombie games on consoles. This is true, yeah. What have you been uh, looking at this week uh, or this month, Pele? <coughs> what have I been looking at? Um, been playing Lego Indie, talking about cult games. Uh, Lego Indiana Jones, very strong co-op game. Hmm. Um, one that really thrives on its co-op element, I think. Um, we've got a review coming up in our next issue as we're working on it. I don't think it's the next issue on the shelves. And you guys both reckon it's better than Lego Star Wars? Yeah, it's a, yeah. Be it's a better game. It's not a very funny game, though. Mm. It's really not funny at all. Mm. It's charming. It's charming, yeah. yeah. But it, it doesn't bring but the, the laugh. But the, the Star Wars games, which actually make you, like, chuckle, mm. this, I don't even crack a smile. Didn't make me chuckle. It's, it's a better game, though. It's like, you know, the puzzles are cleverer, you know, the, the, the fights are better. And I know, think the just the subject matter's better. That's very, very controversial, I know that. But I think... Uh, I, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't say oh, that. Oh man, there's going to be Wookiees turning up outside. I wouldn't hat, say oh, that saying that Indiana Jones is better than Star Wars is controversial. It is undeniably better than Star Wars. Star <laughs> it Wars is, is. I think it's better than Star, Star Wars. Wars yeah. but oh, no, I do as well. <laughs> yeah. um, I think it's got a, a wider appeal than Star Wars as, as well. So, so I think a lot of people will pick up Lego Indie. And that, like I think. It. I, I think. Sure I, think either, yeah. I think. I think we've opened up a whole can no, of worms. Let's move on. Lego Indie. Sorry, Indiana Jones. It's more of a. You can watch it with the whole family, whereas I could never get oh, my mum or my sister to oh, sit down and watch Star Wars. I think Star Wars is a sort of like fairy tale, space fairy tale for all ages mm. as well. It's a kid's movie, dude. Yeah. Move on. Yeah, it is a kid's anyway, movie. Anyway, it's a moot point. So anyway, standout, standout moments from the game, maybe? Well of Souls. Yeah. Um, purely because a uh, little Lego indie character is terrified of snakes. So if you go near snakes with him, he starts shaking and quivering and covering his face with his hands. Love Who's um, the character who um, played by Spielberg's wife in this? In Kate Capshaw. Oh, uh, Willie Scott. Willie Scott. Willie, oh, you, yeah. are you thinking the star of uh, Temple of Doom Willie, in the nightclub? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. The, the bit in the beginning of the nightclub's great, but she can scream. Her scream will shatter yeah, glass. Yeah, that's really So if cool. you hold down B, she screams. And I just walked around just screaming. The entire Temple of Doom I had to put up with, with Mike. Mike just, <laughs> just screaming. Yeah, just, just, just briefly, Mike, tell people what you like. I think you might have already told people on the podcast, but what do you like to do in co-op games? Oh, ruin it for other people. Yeah, ruin it for everyone but, else. But no, when I say it like that, it sounds like I'm like being a You're dick a to everyone. It's not. I'm just introducing like that element of mirth that, the, that these games lack. As I said, like as I said, you know, this Indiana Jones game isn't that funny. But what is funny is waiting for Matt to line up something really cool and then whack him with a shovel. That's funny. 
Yeah, I, I was, you know, laughing my head off at that point. It's like in Halo. It's like someone's like going, yeah, I'm winning, I'm winning. So you assassinate You're the teabag king, aren't you? No, I don't do that teabag shit. It's, it's not cool to gloat about your mirth. <laughs> uh, talking about going back to sandbox worlds, I've had a, had a little look at, I'm very lucky enough to go out to Mallorca with Sierra a couple of weeks Could ago. Could this be one of your many press One of your many, <laughs> many, many press trips. <laughs> They're the two lads that are going to Tokyo for wrestling related. I'm not going jaunts. to Tokyo. Where are you going? To... Where are you going? Uh, I don't know. So oh, Vegas or somewhere. Yeah, all right. Oh, I might flat. not be going to Tokyo. We'll we see we shouldn't happens. be talking about this stuff on a podcast because people are instantly going to think, oh, these guys get to go everywhere and then they come back and give games great reviews. No, no, we don't. We've come back and we've really, really stamped all over some games. We've gone to some very we nice have, to cover. We have. And it's, it's a little bit awkward, but hey, we're professionals, so that's what we do. We trio. Yeah, we, it's we like I say, you know, it's, 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 uh, these junkets are designed to make you come back with a very favourable opinion. I wouldn't say they always work. I'm not sure they. I'm not sure they are because lots of the time they're based in America or you know or based where the I'm land where the developers are. I'm talking specifically about the junkets where they send you to Mallorca, Rob. Well, this junket to sit on a beach for a week. But there, but this this junket was. I have to say this. This is ridiculous. It was two days. I d- I had work <laughs> from nine till five both days, and I can't help it if I've got olive skin. I tan well. You I tan, tan easily. Well. Rob does come back from anywhere there's sun. Looking like the bronze bully, basically. <laughs> just look, just looking like radioactive man. <laughs> just looking, looking like he's just been rubbed, the word. rubbed from head to toe in just just meat. <laughs> just 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 been rubbed with like meat. I'm not sure that's a look I'm aiming for, but uh, just, anyway, just dipped in gravy. Back to Mallorca when I was inside a conference room, and it was lovely outside, but I couldn't actually see anything because I was in a dark conference room being shown games. Um, had a little look at Prototype. Yeah, which interestingly in the news. Yeah, exactly. And now, uh, do you you do you think you guys might be partially to blame for this? Is that correct? Uh, yeah, like again, without wanting to sound too pompous, there were a lot of journalists there. That that there was, I think there were, I think it was five hundred journalists Rich, all across Europe, just, all of Europe, twenty nine different countries were there. And uh, judging by the reception that our two groups gave Prototype, um, I think it might well have you know caused them to have a little think and maybe think they needed to buff the game up because. It, it didn't look anywhere near as good as it did when it was sort of first uh, shown to us, what was that, like late summer last year. Yeah. Um, and don't get me wrong, it still looks like a great game. It's incredibly gory, which Mike and I have... have we can't quite understand. It's the most senselessly violent game when, I think When Rob ever said seen. to me, Do you, is there any particular question you want to ask the, guy, the developers of the game? The only question I could think of, which I really wanted an answer to, is why is it so violent? And a bunch of our listeners are sitting there thinking, oh, what a frigging pussy. But no, it's... The question is, why does it need to be that violent? I mean... Does it make it more fun? I think perhaps, yeah, it does. Yes, it does. When you punch someone, their head comes off and their spine's flying, angling beneath. It's like, yeah, that's kind of silly. That's kind of fun. But why is that more fun? I, I think, think that's an interesting question to ask. I think it's probably because they were um, responsible for Hulk Ultimate Destruction, in which, in bound by the licenses, they probably course, couldn't yeah. go to town on the gore. So as soon as they were They're restrained, they were like, it, really. hey, let's, you know, let's just freaking get the red stuff in. Yeah. Um, but just graphically and stuff, it just looks so, oh man, plain compared to... I mean, when I first saw it's Prototype... It's a brown game, isn't it? It is, but it was such a shiny, I hear a lot nice of it's game. indoors. Like, you've got this amazing city to tear up, but a lot of it's yeah, indoors. Yeah, that's, that's something I uncovered, actually, from chatting to the developers, that, like, you know, 30% of the game or something is going to be indoors. And I kind of said, well, where's that going to be then? I said, since the game's set in New York City. Yeah. And I was like, is there some kind of big base underneath the, underneath the city, some massive, like, lab or something? And he, and he smiled at me. I, I don't know if that's true or not, but I can't think of where else... They no, can put a huge you couldn't have base. it in individual buildings. It'll break you can't up the go into a ten- tenement or anything like that, can no. you? Because what's Alex going to do in a tenement? You know, yeah. And it's pointless them setting anything outside New York because the whole point is it's New York. You can do anything in New but York. I don't, that whole thing just doesn't. I mean, that thing, the whole thing doesn't sound right to me at all because 
you got this guy who can jump onto helicopters, tear the guy out of the helicopter, and you know, and rip the helicopters apart while he's hanging off of them. You can like, you know, swing about the place. He can jump high, like so high. And why would you constrain him by sticking him indoors? Yeah, I don't understand that either. Um, they kind of said that they're they're very very nice chaps, the prototype developers, and they kind of said that look, they they were aware that graphically it wasn't looking as great as it did, but that was because they were primarily now working the missions out. And then they were going to, once they, they were happy with the Polish. missions, because obviously that's exactly yeah. the same as any developer. Yeah. Um, I don't know, I was just a little bit sceptical. I just think that this delay might bear this out, especially since the co-op got hammed as well. A lot of journalists yeah. sort of sat around and said, this is, this is good, but yeah. if we can, um, you know, yeah. Ghostbusters looked all right. Um, quite impressed with that. If we talk about um, sandbox games still, which mm. we've kind of not, you mentioned Ghostbusters. Well, but, that's quite But just, just before Mjolk, you, you uh, went over to Vegas, you saw mm. This Is Vegas. Mm. Now, when you saw that, a video came out online mm. that we've got on now next DVD. I sat and watched that, I'll be honest. Some of that wet t-shirt stuff and the dancing. Was that making you horny, man? Oh, come on, Matt. It's a, it, it, wet t-shirt contests and drunken dancing. Yeah. That's what games are made of. I don't know, it all seems a bit... Whoever got that green-lighted... Exactly. I have to give my undying respect to I, the, He must be the greatest salesman who ever lived. Amazing. He must be the greatest salesman ever because that game, that, that, I look at that and I just wonder how it ever got past I think the, Midway are a very American company, aren't idea. they? Do you know what I mean? They're a very yeah. arcadey, very American yeah. company. And, and there's, a lot to be, there's a lot to like about Midway. I mean, I know for quite a few years now they haven't really been... I mean, the Mortal Kombat with, franchise has gone downhill. Yeah, sadly. absolutely. And yeah, we covered Mortal Kombat on the last podcast. But um, I, 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 I cut them some slack because I think Midway do keep the fun in gaming. Okay, a lot of... They had PsyOps, is... which was brilliant. One of yeah. the best games of few years. Well, I mean, I'm, I got I'm, really excited. I'm then. just wondering whether... <laughs> Good game. Um, Stranglehold, did that do well in the end? I mean, it did okay. Well, they were talking about it being the biggest selling game of the year and it, it never happened really, did it? It didn't really. And I think we were all a little bit disappointed with it in the end for... for I don't know. I mean, I, it was a strange one, but... I think that the, the, the hope was, certainly when I spoke to developers who were a couple of years ago now, they were kind of hoping that they might get the green light for PsyOps 2, depending on the success of Stranglehold. Yeah, we said yeah. this. So all of you outside, not buying Stranglehold, no PsyOps 2 for you. Oh, well. So, yeah. Um, but this I, is Vegas, yeah. Sandbox, I'm so done with sandbox games. I always have been. I prefer a more directed experience, you know. Just like uh, the, the Bourne conspiracy, Mike. Well, there's a, there's, there's, there's a difference. There's a big difference. Like, what you want is a game where you're led along a path... But you're allowed choices along that path, you know, like um, uh, Halo or even Resident Evil 4. You, you're sent to the village and once you're in the village, it's up to you what you do. You mm. know, it's up to you how you, like, you're going to be facing this siege. What are you going to do? How are you going to handle it? And that's your choice. Uh, true sandbox games, I think, give almost too much choice. And something, again, going back to GTA, which we, which we aren't going to talk about. But um, going back to GTA, it's like uh, there are, that really does come across in... There's so many missions in the game which are very linear, and you cannot tackle those missions in a way which you would like to. You have to do them the way you're told. Like Three Leaf Clover is the perfect example. One of the game's best missions, and it's a completely linear mission, except when you finish it and you have to make an escape. Uh, I think it sort of it does it just it just proves almost that a truly free experience isn't as satisfying as a more directed one. But there's two types of directed experiences. There's those directed ones which give you freedom within the path, and there's ones which give you none. Like um, Gears of War gives you very little within the path, almost none at all. And then there's the Born, to, the Born Conspiracy, which mm. you've been playing this week, which is the most linear game I've ever seen. Yeah, but I think there's a reason for that. Um, and it's certainly a love it or hate it kind of thing. Um, but but my, the, the reason is that they want to keep the pace frenetic. And my... Um, 
my apologist view of all that is that you get used to it. And you're right, I, I don't think you gave the game quite enough time. I think once you once you've realised just how linear it is, that if if it kind of if it's urging you to go right, but you go left, you're dead. Mm. You mess, you know, if you if you don't go to this, if this one door's locked because you haven't used your born awareness and you don't know the right door to go to, you're dead. But but, but once you 10 minutes in, once you've worked out the mechanic and you understand why they're doing that, you just roll with it. And, and then you can sit back and kind of enjoy it for what it does do. Well, which we, is we, being... loved, we loved COD 4 and it's no really less linear. In COD 4, if you make the wrong, mm. on, on certain on a veteran setting, you make the wrong choice, you are, you're dead. Mm. Uh, except it, but Bourne makes no smoke and mirrors. That's the thing. In, in COD, COD 4, you're always, you always feel like you have more freedom than you do. It's very carefully funnels you along the course it wants you to follow. In uh, the Born Conspiracy, it makes no it makes no bones about it. It's like you're going this way or you die. It literally is like Dragon's Lair. I mean, I don't know if you guys did. Pele, did you ever play Dragon's Lair? I did. Um, oh yeah, I played Dragon's Lair. Yeah, of yeah. course. Uh, the literally the one like if you press left when you're meant to press right. Gah. Yeah. And the only real indication is something um, I just touched upon called Born Awareness, which is if you hold right uh, Y, you get a little you get like a little fuzzy thing comes up and a door say that you got run to is highlighted and, and so you know which one to go to, yeah. but um. Yeah, without that, you're dead, mate. And that's just the um, that's just a clever way of sticking a gigantic arrow above the door, saying, "Go here, chump." Yeah, absolutely. Um, but in certain ways, I, I quite like Bourne. I thought that it, it it raised certainly raised the bar in terms of cinematics. The, the camera's brilliant. Maybe not always in terms of, maybe more in terms of the um, cutscenes than actual gameplay. Um, but I don't know. You, you watched me play quite a bit of it. What did you think, Matt? <laughs> I thought it was a great game to sit and watch. Yeah. But I'd never went hands on. So I, I can imagine it being quite frustrating to play if you're not doing exactly what you're supposed to do. If you're no good at QTs as well, <laughs> don't buy it. <laughs> and, and how many times did we... We did laugh about oh, it, it was to be quite fair, funny. didn't we? Rob, Rob um, <laughs> would get really angry, certainly with a few fights, and he'd be swearing and stomping and, and going not, red. This isn't true, really. really. It's very true. This Rob Taylor and uh, he'd finish the fight, like he'd, he'd nail the guy, nail him. And uh, it, it'd, it'd be like, yes, it's always sex get in, come in. It'll look at you with a huge, great grin on his face while on the screen behind him, a QTE pops up. <laughs> <laughs> he misses it, gets thrown out the window. <laughs> was, uh, I kept getting thrown out the window in that Paris fight, didn't I? Oh, well, never learned my lesson. <laughs> uh, let's go back, Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah, Ghostbusters, yeah. Well, you know when you see a game on like, loads of videos, or you're shown a presentation of a game, and like you see that you're watching on a screen right in front of you, and the game looks, the graphics are like amazing. Yeah. And then they show you the game. <laughs> I was like, and then it looks totally different. <laughs> I don't really get, I still don't really get that. I no. don't understand what happens. I don't know if someone puts magic dust on it or something. <laughs> I, I just, I think they were, what they were doing was the tie, the tried and it's tested. The old, it's the old bull shot thing, isn't it? Where you get a bunch of shots, you're like, this game looks great. And then there's the real thing. But like, how oh. do they move, make it move? I can understand photoshopping and stuff, but uh, anyway. Yeah. We, they were showing us the tried and, tried and tested routine of, oh, look what our engine can do. Uh, and they were like, hey, John, do you want to drop five cars on the screen? For no reason. So five cars <laughs> drop from the scene. It's like, hey, why don't you drop a hundred? And a hundred falling. I was like, hey, scratch that. Let's drop a thousand. And by this time, everyone's like switched off their dictaphones and gone to sleep. Yeah, the, day, the days when we got excited over numbers are, are long yeah, gone. Absolutely. We did not get excited by 10,000 polygons. Everyone's anymore. got a great engine these yeah, days. Yeah, exactly. You, know I mean? it was, it, you shouldn't be boasting about the technical competency of your engine now. It should just be assumed. It should just be technically competent. Although, 
um, I forgot the developer's name. I was going to say Zootfly, but they're the uh, the Canda the Canda yeah, developers. The other ones. Can anyone help me out? No, I no, I, no I, I, fair enough. Top of my head, no. Um, they were going on about literally the reason they'd won this license was they're a fantastic engine. They're a fantastic engine, and to be fair, they were kind of showing up the slime gun physics. Yeah, I heard the goo, I heard this goo gun thing is yeah, really good. Gun. You can like suspend things yeah, from the ceiling. Yeah, yeah, it was absolutely and. Although the game's not the most beautiful game I've ever seen, it's I tell you what, the potential for fun is is massive. Um, I think it looks great, and I tell you what, they, they, they had a really, really passionate associate producer, and we were like flinging all these questions at him, and he was like, he wasn't batting any of them away. He was like, no, no, we were kind of going like, is he in the is is you know is like um, Vigo in the game or is is so and so in the game? My Ghostbusters knowledge is poor compared Vigo. to the Vigo the Carpathian. Vigo the Carpathian, but we were literally saying, is so and so in the game? So and so in the game. Everyone's in the game. The only person that's not in the game is Rick Moranis because he's sitting on an island. He's done, sip, a, mor- he's done a moral on Brando. Sipping, sipping drinks that are rested on I can't Playboy it, model's breasts. I can't believe they got Bill Murray. I, it, that astonishes me. Yeah, I, I think it's because Dan Aykroyd is a machine. Apparently, he's literally he's involved in the project day to day. He's, he, but in, I was kind of saying, you know, I've kind of heard sometimes that celebs and stuff can be really overbearing. They don't really understand games. They get in the way. They've got these crazy ambitions. And he's like, Dan Aykroyd is amazing. He's like literally become a member of the team. He rings up. He's totally supportive. We're like, Dan, can you kind of swing this for us? He's like, no problem. He's like amazing. He just sounds like one of the guys and like mm. an amazing bloke. Uh, another one of the guys who we talked about last podcast was older, Fiddy Cent with his uh, oh, <laughs> blood on the fitty. sand. Uh, you missed it, Rob. We were saying how uh, 50 Cent, they put driving games in that, driving missions in that game just because he wanted them. I actually went and saw um uh, Fiddy, Blood on the Sand in Mallorca and um, had a real good chat with the um, the guys developing it and uh, um, uh, the, the lead producer um, Julian something or other um, worked on Cold Winter back in the day which is a brilliant game and uh, I knew him from then so we kind of we got we, you know, had a little bit of a rapport and um, he's well, a, Rob Taylor just dropping name dropping I'm just clang, name dropping clanging names we're such good mates we're such good mates I don't even know his surname <laughs> and uh, but he was you know he he I really like the mechanics he's brought to the game and stuff, and it looks like a really, really solid shooter. It looks yeah. like maybe like the Club 1.5. Exactly. I mean, that's that's totally what I thought when I went to see it. I came back, and we're, we're pretty reali- realistic in the office. I come back, and I'm thinking, everyone's like, oh, 50 Cent. You've got to see 50 Cent, you know, what's it like? And it's, it's in good. In somber tone. It's, it's really good, you know. We expected almost nothing from it. We thought, yeah, it's a good studio behind it. But that license, that's a dodgy did, license. Did you come in wearing your license 50 cent blood on the sand t-shirt, license 50 cent blood on the sand bling bling? Well, no, I don't like, think they like, 50 cent gold chains, 50 <laughs> cent yeah, yeah, bandana, yeah. 50 cent shoes, 50 cent jeans. Yeah, 50 cent sports car. Just G-Unit, head to toe, just G-Unit. <laughs> Listening to G-Unit on my yeah, iPod. Yeah. <laughs> on, on massive headphones. <laughs> <laughs> massive G-Unit brand headphones. <laughs> it's just a massive... It's a great game, homie. And, it just, and just like, and, and it's like, hey guys, well, yeah, do you want to go out for, for lunch today? It's, it's all on me. It's all, actually, actually, it's all on Fiddy. It's all on Fiddy. Just a big wad of fives in his hand. <laughs> uh, allegations of bribery, denied as usual. Um, yeah, but it, look, it looked great. I mean, yeah. it, you know, it just the mechanics were great. Interestingly, they toned down the gore, which from the makers of Cold Winter, guys, yeah. I don't know if you if you know this, readers, but it's a, an incredibly violent and underrated first-person shooter. You pick up a uh, mission two, you pick up an AK-47 and start, and you shoot someone, their limbs and heads are flying off. I asked the guy that. I, I, I um, asked that question when we went to see it. I said, you know, Cold Winter was probably excessively violent. Mm. Why have you chosen not to do it? And he said, he had a good point. He said, we did discuss it. I think they, they termed it, we did discuss the, 
the oh, the limb, that they they gave basically a name to the limb removal right. technique that they used, and they said unfortunately this generation it just wouldn't sit well. They've yeah, they said got that to a to point me. where it's so realistic. Is that to me? That in Cold Winter it's almost comical. They they it was half cartoony, half realistic. In this it would just feel quite yeah, sick. Kind of incongruous. Yeah. If you know if you're going around and blasting people. When you have that level pieces. of graphical detail and you point a shot there at someone's head and it comes off, you're into the realm of like condemned sort yeah, of violence yeah. where, it's, where it's violence it's unpleasant mm. uh, and, and you don't want to be a part of it that's the whole you know it's repulsive that's, and I guess that's what they're afraid of I think 50 even the takedowns I can't remember what they're called now the counter kills yeah. aren't, uh, have been toned down massively at the same time I mean I, I can't think I mean Philly, 50 Cent is like a, he's ostensibly a smart guy he's not the only one that's be associated with, with a game where he is sadistically murdering like mm. guy after guy after guy although he is Murdering guy after guy after guy, just not. This is true. He's just not taking joy in it. Yeah. Although he does, like he does custom out while he's doing it, and you know. So the combos. Yeah, you you can combo up by cursing yeah, people. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. kind of cool. That is kind of cool. Um, another game I saw in Mallorca. Um, don't switch off, guys. Is Spyro. <laughs> I can't even remember the subtitle. It was. It's another Spyro game. But I loved the first three Spyros oh, on, the play- no, on the PlayStation. on PlayStation One Jesus. when I was about four years old. Um, you, were, I, you were four I was like years 20. PlayStation 1 <laughs> I wasn't. I was just trying PlayStation to. PlayStation 1 was like the first thing I bought with a paycheck for my first job. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, uh, seriously, I was about 13, 14. Um, I, I really liked the Lies. first three, but it, it massively went downhill. The Game Boy Advance ones came out. Like, and it all that's, that's the gross. thing about Spyro. It's like it's, it's the, those classic days of Spyro are long gone. Spyro was never any good. Yes, it was. No, the it first was quite good. Yeah, they were all right. They were genuinely good. It was up there I'm with not, Gex, I'm not, not going to stand for that. I'm not going to stand for that. I mean, look, it's, 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 it was competing in the same market as Super Mario 64. Yeah. Just so stop. That's it. That's yeah, the end of the it conversation. Was, it was the PlayStation's answer on there. I mean, like, or one of the PlayStation's well, yeah. many the, answers. And the Bandicoot. Yeah, yeah. many answers. Um, Which, incidentally, the, the Crash Bandicoot games have actually gotten quite good these days. Yeah, I think they're okay. And yeah. I, But the, the thing is now, the lead development format is the Wii. And the only uh, reason I'm not as excited about Crash as I'm about Spyro is... We're not, we're not a Wii magazine. No. If it, we were a Wii yeah. magazine, I'd be like, yeah, it's really good. But I, and I bet they do some fun stuff with the Wii controls They as well. do, they do. Um, I could, I, sorry, Matt. No, after you. <laughs> uh, well, um, I was going to say, are we, we're going to talk about the, um, the potential of the Xbox 360 motion sensor controller maybe yeah, later on. Not potential, the reality. The reality. Okay, so just back to Spyro though. It's kind of like, we're never going to get God of War on our system. And this seems a little bit tenuous, but it's Spyro of War. Honestly, they have ripped every single mechanic from God of War and put it in a Spyro game. And that's game. why I'm excited. Unless you're going to just tell me there's lots of QTE sections. The, uh, <laughs> yes, there are lots of QTE sections. Yeah, there are lots. There's, uh, there's one level that's very very much shaped like kind of around the Colossus level okay. um, at the beginning of God of War 2. Right. Where you've got to, kind of got the whole stage revolving around a oh, look who the big dragon popping out from so time to time in the background to like beat you up and you kind of you know, have to do it. So you have to fly around the level, beat him up a bit, he disappears and he nips, he kind of powers back in. You have to do a and few little cheeky QTEs. I understand he can fly at any time as well. He now. can. How got, exciting is that? i got to say, I was kind of ragging on Matt when I was saying Spyro was never any good. It was always all right. Um, what uh, interests me more than anything, though, is how Spyro, which is, it was, you know, let's, let's, let's say it for what it is. He's kind of, he's a, he's a character who was, a man, when he's mascot characters from a, day, a time when mascots ruled, mm. which they don't anymore. But the, the voice cast they've got on the game is Crazy. the voice Elijah cast to Wood? die for. Christina Ricci's doing the Christina um, Ritchie, doing Cinder, yeah, the, uh, um, the dragon. And uh, Gary Mark Oldman. Hamill's in it, Gary Mark Oldman. Mark Hamill, Gary Oldman. Like, how did they get this cast? Hard cash. Oh, cold hard cash. Is, uh, the Sierra hard cash. What I want to know is, um, is Ron Perlman in it? 
He's in everything. <laughs> he is in another phoned-in performance. It's <laughs> <laughs> so bad, you don't even know it's Ron Perlman. Hello, Conan style. Spyro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Conan, the fearsome barbarian. <laughs> Where's my check? <laughs> yeah, that's Paul. So that's kind of me, kind of zoned out now. We're, I'm, I think that's, apart from the fact that I've been playing Apollo Justice and loving it. It's good, isn't on it? On Xbox related. And I uh, just finished another module of The Witcher. Oh, oh yeah, actually, Matt. It's yeah. probably worth mentioning that we, we sat in on a, a, a little um, we'd, RPG. A little focus yeah. group kind of thing for RPGs. Um, well, I just called it an really RPD. I'm not quite sure what an RPD <laughs> is, but um, we didn't discuss those. No, we didn't. Uh, yeah, and one of the, obviously one of the big names uh, that came up in that is, uh, is Fallout 3, which we're not going to talk about really much today, but mm. I think it's something we'll be talking about an awful lot in the future. Yeah. Um, when we bring you some exclusive info. Yeah, I yeah. saw I saw the game just uh, a couple of weeks ago. There's not much news to report that you haven't you don't know already, but there will be quite soon. Mm. So look forward to that because the game because the game that. looks very very good. Another game of the year contender. Yeah, it's it's got to that point in the year where you sort of say, "Ooh, game of the year!" But I mean, we sort of, we got to say we sort of throw that term around slightly tongue in cheek because when the game of the when the end of the year comes. It's, it's, it's one of those things you say, someone says to you, what's the game of the year? And you're like, oh, God, I don't yeah. know. I just don't know. It be interesting when GTA is a, a distant memory in autumn, whether it's still yeah. game of the year. Well, I, Says I the man a, who gave it 98%. I made a little prediction to you the other day, didn't I, that I thought uh, GTA, by the end of the year, it, despite being the most well-reviewed game of the year, mm. won't win many end-of-the-year awards. I, 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 me and Matt disagreed. We think, yeah. we think it's going to come I disagreed out. on the basis you said it won't win any awards, well, which I, I'm holding out well, for of one. Course, of course it's going to win one or two. I mean, <laughs> I mean when, when like the mainstream media get a hold of it, they'll jump on yeah. it, no trouble. But from within the industry, I think it's more likely to go to games like I said, Left 4 Dead and Fallout. Mm, yeah. uh, not just be, I think because by week time we hit that point, the backlash will have begun. You know what it's like. You get to a point in the game's life, everyone starts saying, this is, this is a great game. But what about, what about yeah. this bit? And then they start picking on those bits. And then eventually, the discussion of all of those little bits becomes the argument. H hype is always so hard to live yeah. up to. You know, even if you literally have the best thing ever, it's well, always going to disappoint some people. And people, people saying, uh, again, not this isn't a, a rant about PS3 owners, but there was a, a hysterical discussion on a, at the bottom of a blog I read yesterday where... Um, PS3 owner, a PS3 owner was going, why do I need DLC for GTA? The game's, he, he was only a couple of hours into it. He said, the game's so big, I'll still be finding, you know, I'll still be literally in. I, f I finished it in a week. You finished it in three days. You I know, I, I feel bad there. My review, I was like, you'll still be finding things to do in a year. I think you will in terms of, you can go back to Liberty City, yeah. but what I mean is you can't play it for a year and no. still, you know, there's always, you, you, can't, no, you can't expect that of any game. You no. really can't. Except the best multiplayer games. It, yes. Yeah. Or yeah, The Witcher exactly. Rob. <laughs> Well, there's always time for The Witcher, and there's always yeah, there's always time for The Witcher. But that's a special case. Oh man, when that comes out for the 360, it, I'm going to be all over it. It's one of those games that's pretty much guaranteed. I think 99. percent I tell you, much of Eastern Europe's car product is going to be headed directly 360 world. The enhanced edition's been delayed though. It's an absolute catastrophe. For you the were PC. almost in tears this morning when I was, you were I couldn't me that. believe it. Um, but as soon as that's out, I'm telling you, they'll be announcing it for 360. I think it's, uh, I think it's quite likely. Fingers I think. Crossed. I think um, this year's E3 is going to be a time when people will just be like, you know, bouncing stuff oh, out. Man, I can't not, wait for E3. Not necessarily at E3, though. I mean, you've got a lot of guys who are pulling out of E3. Activision most recently were the biggest, most high-profile people pulling out. But there's other companies have pulled out as well. And a lot's being made of this, but 
I wouldn't worry if I were you because I think within a couple of weeks we'll find out that Activision won't be at E3, but they'll be in the city at the same time. Totally. And we've got we've got so many. There are so many pre E3 shows now and stuff. Yeah. You know, like that we're going on, and then there's Leipzig, which is another fantastic show. Although yeah. sadly, yeah. it's not going to be in Leipzig from now on. It's going to be in it's Cologne. Well, I hadn't heard no, that. Not I didn't Cologne, know Berlin. That. No Berlin. Really? Well, Berlin, I guess, makes more sense. I mean, Berlin. Somewhere in Germany. Yes, it's Munich. Munich. Germany's yeah. not very big. I mean, yeah, you know. it's, it's, it's just somewhere. It's Basically, somewhere. if you turn up at the airport, wherever you turn up in Germany, say, where's the game show? Guy, the guy on Just around the corner, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, the guy probably Just around the corner. Um, before we move on to questions, have we... Uh, my memory's so shot today. Did we talk about Mirror's Edge? Did we we didn't, no. Um, this is one of those rare occasions where we get to be excited about a trailer, which is embarrassing, frankly. I mean, I think we should all be embarrassed by that. I mean, I, I've been kind of harping on about Mirror's Edge for about two months. And I've been, I've, I've been, I've been jokingly bashing it just to get a, react, to get a rise out of you. Because I've been kind of like... See, this office dynamic readers, isn't it amazing? So I had to put up with every single day <laughs> it's a, it's of my a, life. And, and when he's first, not in Mallorca. <laughs> when he's not banging the protein. No respect either. <laughs> it's, a, it's a first-person shooter without guns, essentially. And it's, it's about... It's Prince of Persia in first person in, in many ways. Um, it's a very different game. And the biggest concern, of course, was that it's being made by DICE. They haven't really done a single-player game for quite a while. Bad Company is not turning out quite as good as we'd hoped. Certainly the feedback we got from the beta isn't great. We haven't played the single-player game yet, so we can't really speak in that regard. Um, the trailer comes out, and uh, there's something strange about it. Um, I was watching it, and I was like, hang on a second, this is... Um, wait, what's that? Oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that from the old days. That's colour. That's colour. That's what we had before all games were grey and brown. Yeah, this is like a game which is... I, I can't really say a lot more than that because all we've seen is a trailer yeah. and we're going to be seeing the game within the next 30 days. And like, so we'll be able to come back to the podcast and tell you guys all about it then. I mean, Rob said when you went to see Ghostbusters, you got shown a game mm. and then they actually showed you the real game mm. and there was a huge difference. Usually uh, in this business, we're shown maybe photos of a game and then six months down the line, we're shown the actual game itself. And those photos, you know, they're nothing like the original, the, the game when Ghost you come to the vision. Ghost yeah. Recon yeah. Advanced Warfighter was a good one for that. Ghost Recon, the, the original shots of Advanced Warfighter and Advanced Warfighter 2 look like, they look like real life. Yeah. Yeah. The final game looks good, not that good. Yeah. Well, it's like Motorstorm. Motorstorm's probably, you know, the most famous. Well, yeah. or Killzone 2, which was the, yeah. the hilarious pr promos to that. Yeah. The final game looks great. Yeah. But it's just not what not they should be. So, so we've grown it's, all about, it's all about so, angles, though, guys. I've got to say, you know, sometimes it's like the cinematic angle in GTA and stuff. If you, you can never. The problem is, you see those videos from angles that you yeah. can never play the game at. Yeah. Um, but sorry, I digress. But that, yeah, I mean, you're right. It's using in-game. Some of them use in-game graphics, mm. but they're shot in a way that you'd never play that I'd that game. To it's what something Rob just said. Actually, I hate it when we get sent a batch of screenshots. Yeah, we go and see a game. You're not allowed to no take heard, you, no, well. You're not allowed to take screenshots that when you, you see games often because we sometimes see games in like a shambolic mm. state. So they don't want you to take shots. It's called from Beta. So they so, <laughs> so they give you um they give you some like you know some shots to take away and you take that disc away and you pop it in the disc drive and there's a bunch of shots from like high up in the sky, third person. It's like oh, we, we don't want those. We want gameplay shots. Mm, we yeah. want shots which show people what it's like to and you play. You want stuff like with HUD. I mean, Rockstar yeah. are, are infamous for not what, not wanting to have shots with a HUD, but if I don't see why because the game looks brilliant with a HUD. Yeah. On, when you know the official mean? review came out. Um, official Xbox got the word exclusive and the internet just like explodes like on on page whatever in the top corner tiny little picture there's the HUD mm. you know and there's like hundreds of pages of yeah. threads just about the HUD there's uh, loads of Call of Duty 4 shots as well which is just like crowds of marines running through these explosions and mm. stuff and you're like 
That, that ain't the game. The game is played from behind the gun. Let's show people what it's like to be yeah. behind the gun. Totally. Totally. Sorry, Matt. I so, no, 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 it's, it's a valid point. It's one that you know we all agree on. It would mm. be nice if we saw more of the game earlier on. And it's on good for you. Shots. It's good for, the, for our readers as well. Like so we should, we, we, screenshots should be able to illustrate what the game yeah, is. Yeah, gameplay. Yeah. The gameplay. Like when you show these third-person high-in-the-sky shots, that could be any game, you know? Yeah. So when Mirror's Edge shots came out last July, I think it was, a lot of people were thinking, you know, this is concept nah, shots stuff. didn't come out last July. It was art came out last July. It was just, just art. Edge, the, the, know, first, Edge, the first Edge shots were exclusive. Really Edge did an exclusive well, ages ago, and they did have a screenshot. They didn't have a screenshot. It was all art. Nah, Not what, a single what, shot. No, it was all art. Well, the, the things, yes. however, however long these pictures have been out, we go back to the office. However long these pictures have been out, they've been out for a while, and a lot of people have said, that's just concept stuff. Yeah. And normally they'd be dead right. The videos come out, and it's like they've just taken screen grabs from that video. So the videos come out, the gameplay video, mm. and it looks just like the shots that they promised us it would be like. Mm. And it looks fantastic. Mm. And it's clear that it's being played as well. Might you, you point out in the video? Yeah, it's, it's very clear uh, to, me, to my eyes it's being played on a console or at least with a console controller on a PC. Mm. Because either the guy's got the steadiest mouse hand in the world look, or look, he's, he's playing with a controller. It looked a little bit like Assassin's, like it might control like Assassin's Creed. It looks to me like yeah. it might control more like Prince of Persia, to be honest. I, 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 it's, a, it's not. It's not. It's not an open world game. It's a. It's a linear game. I'm like very skeptical about how that game. I'd love to see how that game was being played, or because it seemed to me like it looked amazing. But the, the skeptic in me was going like, "Where's the gameplay?" I think it really? might be very simplistic to play in terms of buttons you press. It would be more yeah. like. Assassin's Creed in terms of you maybe just hold a button to You've got to agree to kind of that it's a, it's a big risk and it's a big concern certainly to us. Is it going to be a good game? It's it looks like it's, you can it's die all the time. I mean, if, like, even if it's not a good game, it's certainly a beautiful game. Yeah, It looks like you can die all the time and stuff. Do you know what I mean? It's like... It well, I guess you could, unless it's, unless like the prince, she actively saves herself whenever she's in danger. Yeah, maybe. So like when you, if you run towards the edge of a platform with the prince and you don't jump, he'll yeah. grab hold of the edge as he falls off. Maybe. You know, and as long as you have that, that safety net for you. And again, the use of colour in the game is just magnificent. Not just because it's beautiful, but because uh, it directs you through the game. If when you're running, when she's running along, you'll see objects that come into focus—a bright, glaring red—and mm. those objects are objects that you can interact with. So if you see something come into red, it means it's a beam to be balanced on or a rope to be mm. slid down. And also, and as I understand it, colour will direct you through the levels. So there'll be routes you can take which are in dark colours, which will be more dangerous, mm. a much more risky platforming route. And there'll be routes which are like much brighter, mm. and it won't be such a dangerous platforming route, but there'll be more enemies, for mm. example. So, intriguing. you know, that, that, that's, that's a great way of replacing a giant mm. arrow, again, mm. saying, go here, fool, a bit like your Bourne vision earlier. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like a constant Bourne vision, but just... A bit more subtle. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Right, questions? No. Uh, let's have a look. Um, Finty13 wants to know what are our Dark Horses slash sleeper hits? Left for Dead for me, I think, after playing it. I mean, I've been waiting to play it for a long time and I was always kind of like, yeah, this is going to be a good game. Um, I, I was really surprised by just how good. Mm. I'm sticking with Mirror's Edge, what we just said. Uh, Dead Space. That's looks, a surprise. Looks looks exciting. I don't know. I Resi like 4 in space. Matt really likes uh, Dead, Dead Space. He had he played mm. on it and he came back with nothing but good things to say about it. I I'm it. still sceptical. The old Buckethead man, I'm not convinced. It just reminds me of, um, oh, what was it called? I can't remember. Warhammer, the old Amiga game, Space Marines. Just looks really, and I, I like anything that's alien-based. Space Hulk. Space Hulk, that's right. And given A, a turn-based strategy game. Given that Aliens is not going to be a sleeper hit. It's going to be massive. I'll, I'll plug for the underdog here. Yeah, mm. Dead Space. I, well, I look at that game and every time I look at it, I can only think of Nightmare. Remember Nightmare? Yeah. Tree Guard. Yeah. He'd, uh, he'd, be, he'd, he'd stand there and he'd be like, 
Ooh, nasty. He had a good beard trait guard, didn't he? <laughs> good beard, good voice. That good guy could beard, talk, yeah. man. That, that guy was probably, I guess, some kind of like skilled actor, and he's probably like just paying the bills. Yeah. But he was excellent on that show. He and was. It was good theme like, tune as well, wasn't it? Good, great theme tune. Good theme tune. And at the start of the show, like the kid would get the bucket put on his Rubbish head. helmet. Is the rubbish helmet, and it's that helmet the guy wears. That's in, the helmet of justice. That's the guy. That's the helmet the guy wears in Dead Space. The old bucket. <laughs> he's got like a rubbish. He's gonna have to have. Like, he's gonna, you have to give him a bag in which he puts bread oh. and stuff. It's interesting <laughs> yeah. what they've been saying actually. Apparently, in uh, in Dead Space, I know that there's no there's no pause option, or at least when you're going through your items, that needs to. No, there, there, stop. there might be a, a pause option, but when you're going through your items, it doesn't pause the game. You uh. it just brings up a hologram, but. Um, from what we can tell from the latest video, they're saying there's there's no there's no real cutscenes in it. I mean, there are cutscene things going on around you, but you're always in control. Well, and not just not just in Assassin's Creed, not in a pseudo way. That's only the same as Half Life, though. In Half Life Two, yeah, there are, there are scenes where they lock you in a room, yeah, and you same. have to you can do what you want, but you are locked in until that that cutscene. Yeah. What is like I say, essentially a cutscene. Alone in the dark as well. Um. I'm gonna. I, I really like Alone in the Dark, but I'm gonna disagree, saying it's gonna be a massive hit. I think I'm holding out more for Dead Space. Fair enough. And uh, something that the two share actually is that common thing of when you pull up your inventory, the game doesn't freeze, mm. and that is the biggest mistake any developer can ever make. I, if you can, you can take a really good game and you can just ruin it with that one design decision. Because in Alone in the Dark, it's like you need to, like you know able to put access to your items and they've put in this whole thing where you can access your items by put, assigning to hotkeys on the d-pad that's a great idea sure but wouldn't it just be equally simple just to have it when you open your coat the game freezes it worked for bioshock in bioshock you hold the bumper and up comes your menu and you just select from a radio things which which in. gun you want release it you go back and you pull your gun that's how they got around the whole thing of not being able to hotkey things on a 360 pad because otherwise you'll end up cursing the controls for your death yeah because in real life it wouldn't take you you wouldn't be fiddling no, around because you, 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 you just reach in, feel reach for the gun, pull the gun out. Yeah. And in, they're doing it in Dead Space. It just makes no sense to me. Just I don't want to have to find a quiet mm. spot to look for my, through my inventory and then get jumped by something I didn't see there in the first place. The reason I said maybe a sleeper hit was just because Alan Wake's been delayed. Well, <sighs> I don't know if it's been delayed. I don't even know what's happened to it now. No. I'm amazed you guys are still going on about Alan Wake. Only because it's a it's a it's a it's a far off dream that we're just we're still clutching well, to. Well, I never saw anything to be excited about there in the first oh, place. If you oh, if you ever watched Twin Peaks or I did watch just, Twin Peaks and I love Twin Peaks, but I just never saw anything to be excited Twin about. Twin Peaks meets Silent Hell. It looks brilliant. from the guys who did Max Payne. Oh, <laughs> Max Payne two, freaking great. I think Stranglehold has proven that Max Payne doesn't hold up these days. Max Payne two is miles better than Stranglehold. Though. Max Payne two miles 2. better. Well, you know, I, I'm not going to say anything because I'm just going to get shouted down, but I'm, I, don't, I don't think there's anything to be excited about with Alan Wake. I think you guys are just one step away from standing up and slapping each other. And, and, <laughs> and, what, and what's more, Alan Wake is a game which doesn't exist. Oh, well, I, I, I bet Microsoft would be very angry if they found out that was the case seeing as they seem to sink Bill Gates' hey, entire fortune uh, uh, into if, it. If it's, um, if it's uh, as good as everyone is anticipating and with the development time it's had there's no reason it shouldn't be mm. it's going to be one of the best games to come out at the end of the Xbox 360's life. Yeah, I reckon we're going to get some Gizmondo style crash Ferrari shenanigans going on. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be I, th I think, I think it'll come out towards the end of 360's life and everyone will be like that, that's a good game. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. we'll see. Hopefully. Yeah. Right, um, Clover Seven wants to know. I would like to know what powers you you would all have if you could choose. As Pellet already has brain powers, do not say I would have the powers to have more powers. Oh, the old wishes one. The old, uh, I, if I had a wish, I would have three more wishes. Is this gonna be? Is this gonna be funny? Yeah. Uh -huh. do, do we have what to be, do powers we... would you like, Rob? Mm, powers. 
pervos. We touched about this. We touched on this at the start of the podcast when uh, when Mike was saying something about, about pervo a stretchy man. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the most cliche one there. It's just the old stretchy, 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 stretchy power, which you can use to stretch any part of you. But that is like the ultimate cliche. You wouldn't. We're not going to even go. Do into we that we always we have frequently have talks about Brave Star in the office, don't we? The Brave Star. I'm um, speed of a speed of. Yeah, would you? Puma. We were talking to Tim about this, grilling him the other day. Was he preferred to have eyes of the hawk, speed of the puma, or strength of the bear? Strength of the bear, I think, for me. And for you, I know that for a fact. I'd like to have speed of the puma. Speed. Really? Speed yeah. Eyes of the Hawk would be good, though. Well, I, like haven't, I, got, said, I, I haven't got great probably. eyesight. And I've, been, I've been dabbling with contact lenses lately. I, 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 having dabbled with contacts, and, uh, you know, I, I'm wearing contacts quite regularly. You dabbled? You don't seem to wear them. Not in the office, no, because you frigging called me Gollum. <laughs> I, I, I wore contact lenses one day. Rob turns around and says, you look weird. And then he looked at me for a bit longer and went, Gollum. And then just went back to his work. That's not <laughs> funny. I, I got feel, cool. I got a feeling I've seriously damaged Mike's psyche here. I really didn't mean to. Um, the whole idea with the lenses anyway was only to use for like when I'm cycling and stuff and like when I'm uh, going to events and things. Because it's, it's just more convenient having a pair of glasses slapped on your face. Yeah. But I was going to wear them occasionally in the office, but no, you've ruined that. Oh, well, come on. I, I, just think, I just think it's a bit strange when you see someone without, who it wears glasses strange. all the time without glasses. I know for a fact like, that it is strange. It's but much bigger than like a different haircut yeah. or... What you've got to realise is that everybody, when, if someone's at the other end of the office says, go and see Mike about this, and they'll say, what does Mike look like? And they'll say, he's got blonde hair and glasses. And but when I think of myself, I don't think of myself as the guy with blonde hair and glasses. Mm. I would describe myself completely differently. But it's like you would say about you Matt. You describe yourself as the dark, the dark hair guy without glasses. No, I just wouldn't say... <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't think of myself as being a glasses wearer but everybody else thinks you as a spectacle wearer right so I was thinking look I just want to get away from that so what I'll do is I'll wear contacts and then you just get away get away from that because that's the way other people see you it's a profound difference the way you see yourself Mm. you just want those two to be more united so I was like okay what I'll do is I'm gonna put no (laughs) (laughs) it's it's time it's time I'm uncontrollable. <laughs> my, my, just, just cursing, just, just swearing. I managed to hold myself under control for one hour and then it all falls to pot. Um, I try, I put on uh, you know, these contact lenses. I'm like, okay, now I'm, I'm all, feeling pretty good about myself. I feel more like myself in work. It's kind of good. It's all right. And Rob looks at me oh, and says, and, and, and then says, go oh, We'll have to have a talk about this after the podcast. I'll have to apologize to you. Anyway, right. so, yeah, power, special powers. None of mine are funny. No, I want to be able to either. teleport or, um, well, obviously everybody wants to fly, which is just... I'd love to travel in time. Is that really a power? Yeah, that would be a power, but that would be dangerous, man. Because what if you went back in time, ended up meeting your own mum, then she, um, then she ended, didn't end up meeting your dad. Then she forced you back to future force, style. Force for you. Well, well, you just played Johnny B. Good at the old <laughs> you're wearing, school. You're, you're wearing Rob's underpants, which she thinks you're called Calvin Klein. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like what happens. You end up you end up at a disco playing, like you say, Johnny B. Good. It's, it's, it's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. I mean... Tell you what, you could go back in time and set up your own religion or something. That'd be pretty good. Just you could, you know, with that kind of power, you could go. I oh, know. I'd just go back to see dinosaurs. That's what I'd do. Dinosaurs. <laughs> what about being so invincible? That'd be pretty cool. Being invincible is kind of a mix of powers, though. I think. Well, no, it just means like you're you're unbreakable. You're like Bruce Willis. In the movie Unbreakable. In the movie. Unbreakable. Right no, movie. in the movie Die Hard. Oh, all right then. <laughs> <laughs> what about Mercury Rising. Yeah. In the Last Boy Scout. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I say, none of mine are funny. I like to be able to teleport and, you know, you could walk into any bank vault in the world and be quite comfortable for the rest of your life. And, oh, and, like Jumper? And, oh, yeah. Like well, your favourite you, game? Oh, God. <laughs> and, uh, you could, but, I mean, it's like this thing. It's like, I, you know, if you like travelling around, what could be a better power? Yeah, you just, you think, be good. hey, man, I could really go for a shopping trip in New York. Bang, you're That'd there. Be good. That'd be all right. That'd be good. But about, um, about being like eight to 15 feet tall and made of rock? 
I've had change in the size of you, so you could actually shrink and like. <laughs> I don't know. Where would you go? Where would you go, Matt? So, so you're saying, you, but when you're describing Hank Pym, what a freak. You're, you're, you're describing the giant man, who's also Ant Man. You know, he's I don't think being I don't think being 15 feet tall and being made of rock would be very handy though, because like you wouldn't be able to drive or live in a normal. You wouldn't house. be able to play. You wouldn't be able to have relationships. You wouldn't be able to hold a controller. You're all about having like de- death vision. Then you just look at someone, they just die. <laughs> I hear the I don't government know, I think you'd be using that on me now, by the way you're looking. What about, um, no, no, no nothing, but, nothing but love for you, Rob. That's what the contact lens is for, for to hold back the death vision. It's like Cyclops. Yes, yeah. Yeah, why can't Cyclops wear contact lenses, ruby quartz contact lenses? I, I suppose he needs to have the powers. Because Oakley wouldn't be able to pay him loads of money no, to wear his glasses. No, because he needs to use his, like, vision at any time he calls on it. He can't be, like, uh, taking out true. his contacts. And because I've only just started wearing contacts, it takes me freaking ages to get them out. Yeah. He needs to just lift up his glasses. Yeah, he can't, yeah. Yeah. Um, or that, at the same time, when you see Cyclops in the X-Men drawn from the side, you never see the beam coming out and hitting the glasses, which oh, you would. Oh, that's yeah. true. Maybe the glasses are special. Maybe they, they push there's, back. I can tell you for a fact there's nothing special about them. They're just, they're just ruby quartz sunglasses. They're just, yeah. They're oh. regular. Because in the movie, they actually put like, this, this made, they made his sunglasses almost a visor. They built these plastic bits which go I around his head. In the movie. Oh, no, he wears, oh, no, he just wears Oakleys. In, he like, wears Oakleys. Scene, he wears Oakleys, but they're modified Oakleys. Yeah. So the Oakley Juliet ones. God, how do I know that? I, I know that because I almost bought some because they were really, really cheap. They were, and they were really, they were really cool and stylish I for really, about five minutes. I really, I kind of like them. I, I still do, but they were really cool for like five minutes. Yeah. and. And then they were gone. It's like the Matrix phone, the Nokia 7110. Oh, yeah. The oh, yeah. Ch- Go on, Apparently man. one of the least reliable phones ever made. A horrible well. phone. My God, I remember like lusting after them on eBay and they were like going for crazy money. A friend of mine bought one of those off of eBay and they're still going for quite a lot. Really? Yeah, still, they still sell for quite well. <sighs> Honestly. So, yeah, we haven't got any cool ideas for superpowers. No. But we did, we did hopefully make you amuse you with, <laughs> with some talk about, you know, the things we most, the, the things we don't have as a power, yeah. like good eyesight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, Mike's, and Mike's insecurities. Right. Uh, this, this one. Yeah, the power to be confident about yourself. <laughs> this, this one's interesting. Agent Forty Seven wants to know: Do you think EA will be able to improve on Euro Two Thousand Eight and make Fifty Thousand Nine? So when they make Fifty Thousand Nine. And uh, have a game that's much better than, than Pro Evo. Well, I don't know. I think we're all, I think all of us have become kind of experts. On this, this is stuff, a yeah, more question for you, though, because you've mentioned many times that the developers of um, FIFA 2009 are not the developers of FIFA 2008. Yeah, I met the producer a few months ago. He's a nice chap, but um, he was, it's quite funny because he was basically taking FIFA to pieces. Right. Um, and we really like the new FIFA, yeah, generally which speaking. We were, we, it's our favourite like, FIFA ever, we'll say yeah, that. I was yeah. kind of saying, you know, oh no, you know, it's really good, it just needs a little bit of work here yeah. and there. And he's like, and he was like no. no, it's all going, it's all going. It's like, I love Pez. I'm going to make it more like Pez. And I was like, well, I want to do that. Does, does he the... mean like old Pez? Because new FIFA is like yeah, old Pez. Or does yeah. he mean like new Pez, which is rubbish? It's a new UEFA. Uh, I think we're all in agreement. It, it's better than FIFA in terms yeah. of gameplay. It's got problems. I mean, sometimes there are invisible players, for goodness yeah, sake. Yeah. That's just, you know, unacceptable. But if they kind of just extend what they've got in UEFA... I think, unfortunately, the thing about EA is they can't resist a little cheeky tinker. Yeah. And they've always got to do something. And, and Well, we've got to go. We've got uh, one, of our, one of our guys out there at the moment looking at the, the new game. Mr. Dave Harrison. The trip that you would have gone on yourself had you not been on so many jolly jaunts. No, it's because old Weaver's in South Africa. It's what a selfish editor he is. Passing the blame. What a scumbag I see. Yeah, visit, visit going over there with his family. <laughs> Unbelievable. Having good times with his family. Selfish. First holiday he's taken in three years. Yeah. I can't God, believe it. Dear, oh dear. But um, yeah, no, yeah, no. Very lucky. It's a good trip out that. 
very good trip out. To yeah, see that's if all that news that you get in for like Peter Moore announcing this, 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 and that, and you know, they're FIFA getting to interview him, aren't they? Yeah, they're, really they're, they're, that's where that's coming from. So we got a guy talking about looking at FIFA right now. So we should have a definitive answer on that within yeah, a absolutely. week or two. So but, yeah, you know, questions need to be leveled at the next Pro Evo as well. I think because. Seabass is going to come under some serious yeah, pressure. Because FIFA is innovating and changing with every revision. Like, this isn't the old FIFA remake, FIFA, you know, the annual updates where it'd be a little bit each year. The last three FIFAs have been so, ra- such radical improvements over the previous mm, totally. year. And I think Pez is still good. I mean, obviously, Matt gave it a great review. Yeah, I it, think it was much better than the Pez 6. Absolutely. Much, much better. Uh, I think he was coming very much at it from an Xbox point of view in terms of 6 was, was not very good. It was. And uh, unfortunately, like the PS2 version still the better version. The last of the PS2 versions was the best. I think game. also at that point in time when the game was reviewed, we were having so much fun in multiplayer. Yeah, that, like, we and, literally we, and we still can. Game. We can still yeah. have fun with it. It's a, it's a fun <laughs> we're not punching each other in the face. Yeah, this is true. We're not cursing, it's yeah. tossing a pad down in but, disgust. But um, my, my answer would be um, buy issue 67 of uh, Xbox World um, because it will all be in there. Oh, Rob, salesman. Good yeah, salesman. Yeah, it's going to be uh, it's gonna, it's gonna be something we'll be covering in depth very soon. We're looking forward to it because we play a lot of FIFA. Mm. Okay, uh, one by someone who I will only refer to as Gippo Beater. <coughs> Gippo beater. Gypsy beater. Gippo beater. It's not very nice, is it? Gippo beater. That's disgusting. That's offensive. I don't approve of that name. Um, Do you think rumours of an Xbox 360 Wii remote are true? Mike? Yeah, this is me. Yes, it's true. It's coming. It'll be by the end of the year. Fact. 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 Um, Now... If they read the rest of the question because he, he, he puts over a fear which we all do. Yeah, um, I think Microsoft should stop focusing on the casual gamers market as Nintendo have it already taken, which is true right. to a certain extent. The, the thing with it is everybody's presuming it's gonna, you know casual games controller, like you know like a Wii, the Wii remote, and it, it will be you know probably a pointing device and probably very similar to one we're going to talk about in the next issue of the magazine, which is going to be on shelves I think next Wednesday. Um, it's... It's made by the guys who made the old Lynx Golf Club controller. It's a very, very precise version of the Wii Remote. It doesn't use a bar. That's a great controller. It actually uses like magnetic north to know where it's pointing. It's very, very clever. It's a great piece of technology. And they prototyped one for the PS3 and the 360. There's shots up on their site. I can't remember the name of the company. It's Mod- Modus, I think. Something like that. But I mean, I don't have it to hand, unfortunately. I do apologize. It's um, a very clever piece of kit. And it would make sense for Microsoft to license something like that because Microsoft have worked with them before. Now, everyone's presuming it's like it's a casual games controller, which of course it is. It's the perfect controller for people who just like you know waggling the the, the waggling this controller, banging the button, and just you know scoring points. And I didn't. I've been saying this in the office, bemoaning the fact lately. I really didn't see it coming. But recently, I've become one of the alienated hardcore. I look at like like the kind of games that I enjoy is almost the dying breed, and then I look at the Wii, where you know they they're, they're making the games where you can just you can shake a controller front like, like a nutcase, somehow win at Rayman, and then and you you have to put a condom on the controller because people are throwing it so hard it's breaking their TVs. I mean, it must be said that we're both huge fans of the Wii. Still, I mean. We were playing the game Boom this weekend blocks. called Boom Blocks. I, just, I love it. I love Boom Which Blocks. Which is brilliant. And, and it, could, it would not work without that controller. No, it's, it's brilliant. Boom Blocks is fantastic. And I think Microsoft, what they want is to be able for like EA to be able to port games like Boom Blocks just in the blink of an eye. Yeah. And they want, they want that. Now, that's what they want. But think of it for a second as something else. Because how do you sell... The Wii-style the, the Wii Microsoft remote controller, which, as I say, is coming to us how do you sell it to the hardcore and the 360 is owned by 
more hardcore players. That's that's their audience, and they want to branch out from that audience. So maybe with every new 360, you bundle this controller and the standard controller. That's great. Okay, you've sold to any new buyers. You've got this controller in their hands. But developers aren't going to make games for a controller that's only being held by half your audience. So here's what you do, and this is I fully believe this is exactly what's going to happen. The game comes out, say, October, November time, same time as Halo Wars, huge game for the hardcore. You just put point-and-click controls in Halo Wars. You make it so you just click on your unit and guide them that way. Maybe you patch in those controls to, um, to Halo. Maybe you take Halo 3 and you, you have Bungie put together a patch so you can control it like Metroid Prime Corruption, where you just point and shoot. And you use it like a gun and a pointer. The thing about, Metroid, thing about Metroid is it's very much an arcade adventure rather than a, a straight-up balls-to-the-wall All I'm shooter. saying is you don't have to make every game using it a yeah. dumbass party game. No, totally. You can, you can make the most hardcore games and you can put this control in and you can sudden, and suddenly it opens up these games. We've been saying for ages real-time strategy games don't work on a console. That's true. You know how they do work? You let people point at the unit, click on an icon and send them something. I think, I think you're absolutely right and I think the only way that Microsoft is going to succeed is, is by going wholeheartedly into this because if they just kind of have... You know the way they kind of make token gestures of getting into things yeah. like buzz. Yeah, when and stuff? a few years oh, ago, a few years ago, when they said, um, well, last year's yeah. E3, they said, look at our great range of part of for family games. Yeah. And they had Naruto, seen it, and what was the other one? Viva Pinata, Viva Pinata, Party, Party Animals. and nothing else has, and that's it. Nothing else happened. So they've got to go in. The, the great thing about the Wii is that is the controller. You don't have yeah. a choice of a joypad. You've just got to. And that's the that point. They need remote. to somehow get the controller into the hands of the existing yeah, audience. Totally. And you do that by a making it cheap. And B, doing a good deal bundle with a game which everyone's going to buy. Well, and that game is Halo Wars. I can't wait to see if this works. I'm very sceptical. It's interesting because is it going to have like, if it's just like a pointer, like the prototypes we're seeing at the moment, there's going to be ha there's going to have to be something else like the nunchuck, like nunchuck for the Wii. Yeah. Stick a micro stick a microphone in it. Stick um, well, the actual the one the controller you've seen is actually a modular controller. It's actually two pieces which click together and it forms almost like a samurai sword kind I'm of thing. So, I'm so but into that, minds about this. But that thing mm. just won't work. What would work is you get two wireless pieces. So there's no cable connecting the two of them. You have your stick, you have a stick on both. You've got a controller there. It's basically a 360 pad cut in half with full motion control and mm. pointer ability on both. That's, that's a controller I could be excited about. It would be like playing... It'd be like playing a strategy game with two mice. I still don't know if it's as good as a mouse. I mean, I've tried... Sometimes when I'm playing stuff oh, on the not. Wii and I'm playing Boom Blocks, for instance, yeah. when I was taking the shots for, for Games Master of it, it's not as accurate. When you point at the screen, my hand isn't always steady. Sometimes I'm shaking. On a mouse, it's no but problem. That's the point, though. With Boom Blocks, that's the point. And they can, they can accommodate... For your having a, a hand which isn't which is shaking, they can accommodate for that. They can build that into the game because if you look at your Wii, your pointer on the Wii menu is stable. If you look at your Wii pointer in Resident Evil Four with um with, with one of the um with one of the guns without a stock, the the pointer shakes. They're still gonna have so much trouble convincing the hardcore. I just can't. I love the Wii. I, I really do, but I just cannot be asked with it. Sometimes it's like with Metroid and stuff. It's just like it's like a slog. It's like brilliant and it works brilliantly and I love it's the It's not a slog. It's, it's the best, I think it's the best controlling game I've ever played. Oh, I'd rather, I'd just rather use a pad. I just, that's just me. I, I would, I, and I, I agree with you. For, for the most part, I, I agree entirely. But then I think of the potential for certain games. That's true. And if, for example, Bungie were to patch Halo 3 and made it so that this controller works better in the pad, everybody would have to have that controller tomorrow. Hmm. That's how you sell it to the audience that's already on the Wii. Call of Duty with that controller, and it has to be better. You're talking the talk, that, mate, but you're, if that's you're, possible, you're asking a lot. If that's possible, then it's, like, it's could you, um, 
did you maybe propose a game called This Is Vegas? He <laughs> <laughs> sold it. I could have sold He's it. got the vision. Well, I, 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 that's my vision for How it. How about This Is Vegas with the pointer? So when you're doing the wet t-shirt thing, oh, you yeah, actually point in the spray. You could just squirt those boobies with the controller. Guys, let's go. <laughs> let's get on the phone to move. Uh, last question before we wrap I, it up. Before, I, before I, you go on, I'm going to say that is my vision for the controller. If Microsoft's vision for the controller is anything other than that, You're I, kind, go on a rampage. I, I kind of worry about the success yeah, of it. Right. You gotta sell it to like you gotta sell it to the hardcore because if they come along and they've got three games, all of them from Rare, and they say, "Check this out, guys! This, this, this is the new innovation," and then don't support it beyond that, they're gonna get weaned. And of course, the they got the third party supporting it. Microsoft mm -hmm. don't have their own have enough of their own studios to support it just on their own. But EA have just announced, is it Freestyle? I can't remember. Freestyle, something like that. If they can, get, new brand if they can get EA porting every right. one of their Wii games with the high gra the high def graphics to the 360, I see no reason why it couldn't yeah. do well because EA are doing some fun stuff with the Wii. Mm. Such as Boom Blocks. Right. Um, Flying Penguin 18 wants to know what's the best online service at the moment between you know stuff like Live and Steam and PSN. Um, this is where we sell our next issue, I think. It is where we sell our next issue. We've done a, a big feature on it. I um I, I play online on all all of the plat all three, well on PC 360 Wii and PS3. I play online on all of, all of them, and I figured it's about time we sort of looked into it because it's notable that you can play for free on PC, you can play for free on PSN, you can play for free on Wii. You can't on 360. Now does that make the 360 service better? And I've looked into it and I think right now it does, but only just. If you really break it down, what you're paying for on the 360 is a unified friends list that you can pull up in any game. Because otherwise, PSN offers almost every service the 360 does. From the developer side of things, which we've also looked into, uh, a lot of which is NDA'd on the developer side, so you know, our, inf our information is, is as good as we could get. We, got, we, we contacted the, 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 excuse me, the developers we're friendly with, we chatted to them, and we, we spoke about you know, how you get a game running on live. And the way it works out is Microsoft run games on live on PSN you run the games yourself unless you want to do a deal with Sony you run the games yourself for example Infinity Ward they run their own servers for COD 4 on the uh, PSN and on 360 Microsoft run them which means five years from now live servers will still be running but if when you know, when we're on COD 7 or something are Activision still going to be keen on paying the license? Because it's actually a third party who handles the servers. Bear in mind, it's the same system on both. It's not as if it has dedicated servers on PSN and undedicated peer-to-peer -peer on the um, 360. It's mm. the same system. It's just that on the PSN, uh, Activision pay or Infinity Ward pay. On uh, 360, Microsoft pay. And in actual fact, you pay. Mm. And we've looked into all this and we've covered it in a lot of detail. Compared to different services, mentioned Steam, mentioned GameSpy, and then you know, the different ways that you can match up on PC. Uh, we've we've taken a decent look at. It. I think it's, it's think it's a good read and something to look into next Wednesday. Treat yourself. Cool. Well, I guess that wraps things up. Um, nice listening to your views, guys. Ryan, with you doing all that. Kind oh, of before stuff, we and... go, um, if um, we have a drawer full of gaming stuff, do we not? A big drawer we full do. of yes. full of promo yeah. stuff we get given all the time, and I've been threatening for weeks. We need we need to clear it out. So if you listen to our podcast, if you're one of the rare, rare, one of our readers who sits there and listens to our podcast. <laughs> all the way through. All the way through. <laughs> who can bear to listen to the abuse, the, the torrents of abuse on our podcast. If you, if you listen to us, mail me. Um, send a message to xbw at futurenet.co.uk. 
uh, send us a little message. Just let us know. Um, you know, something maybe for our letters page. Just like, just yeah, tell us why you deserve it. Yeah. Make, yeah. make it a bit more. Tell us why you deserve it. Tell us why you deserve it. If you make, if you make me even chuckle or raise one corner of my, lip we will send you something. Smile, we will send you something. Yeah. It will be something. Could be a dog turd. It in could the post. be. A- but it won't be a dog to <laughs> it, it could be anything. I mean, it might be it might be a T-shirt, it might be a Lego Boba Fett, it might be a, a Mass Effect soundtrack CD, it might be um, well, what else have we got in the drawer? Have we well, got a Halo soundtrack? Uh, yeah, we've got a Halo soundtrack. We got all sorts of stuff just knocking around in that well, drawer. Tim's chew, chewing gums. Well, Gets through a lot of chewing gum. You're you're just planning on sending our readers horrible <laughs> stuff. But I guarantee you, if you could, if you send Some us, if you send us something, which no, is, that's expensive. Well, yeah, we'll send we'll send you Rob's protein. Uh, his, uh, his a big old dose of Rob's protein. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're, what we're gonna do is it's just xbw uh-huh. at futurenet.co.uk. Write to us, make us laugh. What, what should the header be? Um, why I deserve free stuff. That way, Gemma can make sure he doesn't throw it away. Yeah, yeah. just well, just yeah, just say. Just I not, deserve free stuff because. Just give me, give me free things, bah, assholes. Uh, <laughs> just, yeah, just I don't know. Just let us know you're 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 on you're on the scrounge, but you know you got to earn it. So send us something interesting, something funny, whatever. As long as it's just it's it's good. Just cosplay always just works. Just don't just don't write to not us. Me. I mean, we get this all the time. We contact our friends. Unless friend, you're female. We contact Xbox World's friends list and we say, hey guys, send us some good stuff. And we always get loads of great stuff back because our readers are you know a decent bunch. Mm. We also get people coming back just saying, lol, hey, lol, hey guys. Mm. That is not going to earn you anything. That'll earn you one of Rob's dog turds in the post yeah. or possibly you know some, uh, protein. One, one, some protein. But what you, just send us that and your address. Chances are you're going to walk away with something. Something yeah. you won't be able to buy in any shop. It'd be something promotional, something <clears throat> vaguely cool. Yeah, you know? can, and then you can stick it up on eBay like everyone seems to have done with all the GTA 4 stuff. <laughs> yeah, you can, you, you can do that. You can do that. Enjoy, and just treat yourself. And with that, I think we'll sign off. Yeah, yeah. goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye.